bring you a three-minute digest of what happened in China's business sector. This is China Business Now by 21st Century Business Herald. Hello, everyone. I'm Stephen Lee. Coming up on today's program, China's regulators announced tax breaks for investors for tech firm CDRs as the latest step to boost stock market. And Hong Kong Macau announced to ban some Japanese seafood from Thursday. Here's what you need to know about China in the past 24 hours. China on Tuesday introduced a number of preferential tax and fee policies as part of the nation's broad effort to boost capital market vitality and expand opening up. The policies are aimed at promoting the two-way opening up and healthy development of the capital market on the Chinese mainland and Hong Kong. Supporting the opening up of the goods future market, ramping up the implementation of the innovation-driven development strategy, and boosting the development of venture capital enterprises, according to the finance ministry. To support the return of overseas-listed Chinese technology companies, tax breaks for individuals and institutions that invest in overseas-listed innovative firms, Chinese Depository Receipt or CDRs, will be able to enjoy tax benefits from September 21, 2023 to December 31, 2025. For domestic individuals, any profit made on the transfer of CDRs will be tax exempt in China. Domestic corporate investors needn't pay taxes in China on profits from the transfer of the CDRs, as well as dividends and bonuses obtained by holding the CDRs. For qualified foreign institutional investors and renminbi qualified foreign institutional investors. The gains from trading innovative enterprises (CDR) and the dividends obtained from holding innovative enterprise (CDR) will be exempt from corporate income tax. Both individual and institutional investors will also be exempt from value-added tax. Additionally, to support the opening up of the commodity futures market, income obtained by overseas individual investors from investing in commodity futures that are approved by the state council, such as domestic crude oil, will be temporarily exempt from personal income tax, effective until December 31, 2027. Meanwhile, value-added tax will be temporarily exempt from transactions of bonded delivery of commodity futures approved by the state council. Moving on to the regional highlights, the number of exhibitors and the exhibition area of the China International Industry Fair, which will be held in Shanghai between September 19 and 23, have reached new record. More than 2,600 companies from 27 countries and regions around the world will display their product on 300,000 square meters of space across nine exhibition areas at the 23rd edition of the fair next month, according to the organizers yesterday. The number of overseas exhibitors this year has recovered to the pre-pandemic level, with almost 30% of the area occupied by offshore brands. Land sales have been cooling significantly in many key Chinese cities in the second half, leaving many plots unsold as cash-strapped property developers become less willing to buy land. There were no bidders for two plots in Shenzhen's Longgang district in a land auction held in early August, and in another auction in the city held on August 18, one plot out of the four up for grabs did not sell. 
In July, 26.5% of land parcels in key cities went unsold, the highest since last year, according to think tank China Real Estate Information Corp. Revenue from land sales in 300 major cities plunged 27% in July from the same period last year, widening 7 percentage points from June, according to China Index Holdings. Greater Bay Area Greater Future Hong Kong will impose an indefinite ban on Japanese seafood import from 10 prefectures and publish the results of daily tests on other food from the country starting on Thursday, when Tokyo begins to discharge treated wastewater from the Fukushima power plant. The SAR government expressed strong opposition to the controversial plan on Tuesday. The ban will apply to aquatic import from 10 Japanese metropolis or prefectures including Tokyo, Fukushima, Chiba, Toshigi, Ibaraki, Gama, Miyagi, Niigata, Nagano and Saitama, covering all fresh, frozen, chilled, dried or processed seafood, as well as sea salt and seaweed. The Macau SAR also announced to implement the ban from first day, covering goods from the same 10 Japanese regions. Next on industry and company news, China will implement a batch of demonstration projects featuring advanced green and low-carbon technologies, the National Development and Reform Commission said Tuesday. The project will focus on several key sectors, including non-fossil energy, the fields of industry and construction, new and efficient type of power grid and energy storage, as well as carbon dioxide capture. Funding support such as investment from the central budgets, as well as financial and tax policy support, will be strengthened with these projects, the NDRC noted. Chinese e-commerce giant JD.com has lowered the minimum spend threshold to qualify for free shipping of products from its self-operated stores by 40% for the first time. From today, JD's self-operated products under 59 yuan will enjoy free delivery, the firm announced. The threshold was 99 yuan before. For the book sector, the minimum spending amount for free shipping will remain 49 yuan. JD Plus members will enjoy unlimited free delivery without using coupons. Chinese state-owned carmaker Guangzhou Automobile Group or GAC has joined its domestic rivals in tapping Southeast Asian demand with the shipment of 100 electric cars to Thailand, marking its first overseas consignment into a market historically dominated by Japanese carmakers. Honor rejected a media report that said the Chinese smartphone maker has set up a substrate in India, adding that it also has no plans to do so. Honor does business in India through a distributor and has no plans for technology and product or service management transfers, the company said Tuesday. Earnings Reports Express China Construction Bank or CCB, one of China's biggest state-owned lenders, posted a net profit of 167 billion yuan in the first six months, up 3.4% year-on-year, according to its interim financial report today. CCB's total operating income dipped 0.6% to 400 billion yuan. The lender had total assets of 38.3 trillion yuan by the end of June, representing a jump of 10.6%. 
with total liabilities of 35.3 trillion yuan and 27.6 trillion yuan in deposits, up 11.3 and 10% respectively. Non-performing loan ratios stood at 1.37%. In the first half of the year, net interest income of CCB saw a decrease of 1.73%, or 5.5 yuan from the same period last year, which accounted for 78% of the bank's operating revenue. Chinese tech giant Baidu delivered better-than-expected financial results for the April-June period on Tuesday, with its total revenue reaching 34.1 billion yuan, an increase of 15% year-on-year, the most in more than a year. Its non-GAP net profit stood at 8 billion yuan in the second quarter of the year, surging 44% year-on-year. Within Baidu's core businesses, online marketing revenue rose by 15% to 19.6 billion yuan in the second quarter, and non-online marketing revenue added 12% to 6.8 billion yuan. Baidu's co-founder and CEO Robin Lee said areas including advertising, healthcare, financial services, local services and travel were outperforming and that they expected the momentum to continue. Chinese short video platform Kuaishuo Technology reported an interim net profit of 607 million yuan, compared with a loss of 9.4 billion yuan during the same period last year. During the second quarter, the Kuaishuo app achieved an average of 376 million daily active users and 673.3 million monthly active users, demonstrating a year-over-year growth of 8.3 and 14.8% respectively, setting a new record for the size of its user community. In the second quarter, Kuaishuo's revenue jumped 28% to 27.7 billion yuan, mainly driven by online marketing, which hit 14.3 billion yuan, of 30.4% year-on-year and constituting 51.7% of total revenue. Giddy Automobile saw its first half net profit grow 1.2% to 1.57 billion yuan from a year ago, while total revenue rose 26% year-on-year to 73.2 billion yuan, closely aligned with its projections, the company said. Despite a demand recovery that was not as strong as anticipated, the company managed to notch up sales of 694,045 units, a 13% year-on-year upswing. Regarding new energy vehicles, Gili sold a total of 157,889 pure electric vehicles and plug-in hybrid electric vehicles during the period, surging by 44% compared to the previous year. Additionally, export rose to 121,185 units in the first half, representing a yearly increase of 38%. Switching gears to financial news, the People's Bank of China has given the green light to China Union Pay, the world's biggest car network, to raise its registered capital by 240% to 9.96 billion yuan, according to the central bank's website on Tuesday. China Union Pay will add over 7 billion yuan in capital from 2.93 billion yuan, which analysts believe will improve Union Pay's ability of risk control and business expansion. Manual Life Sinocam Life Insurance has introduced its first private pension insurance product to cater to the Asian population. 
the Chinese JV of the Canadian financial giant launched the RARI Free Retirement Pension Annuity on Tuesday with an annuity that grows at an average compound annual rate of 3% if chosen to be received yearly. Eligible participants can furthermore enjoy concierge services as well as home-based or community-based care. Wrapping up with a quick look at the stock market, Chinese stocks sank on Wednesday with a benchmark high composite down 1.3% and the Shenzhen component plunged 2.4%, while Hong Kong stocks ended slightly higher with the Hang Seng index up 0.3% and the tech index adding 0.2%. That's it for today. Tune in tomorrow on China Business Now by 21st Century Business Herald. Goodbye.